uh, directly on Penji so you can communicate with your designer. You can go back in time to see what was done for you. Um, and it's just a really easy way to, to manage and be more efficient throughout the, the entire design and creative process. And that's the biggest thing that we're trying to solve is, is the way that you received a design and the way that you talk to designers in the past, we want to completely change the, the way that you go about in doing that. Um, on a more fun note, I can say that the idea was actually generated on a trip to Vietnam. Um, I've been to Vietnam twice now, and we have um, members, team members there in, in Vietnam. And Vietnam is a very special place to me because it's that one place in the world where I can kind of just dump all my problems. I can This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So, you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today to start turning your dreams into a reality. My curiosity question for you is, are you willing to sacrifice security so the dream inside your head of becoming an entrepreneur can actually become true? <laughs> A wise man by the name of Tim Ferriss once said, it's lonely at the top. 99% of people are convinced they are incapable of achieving great things, so they aim for mediocre, the level of competition is thus fiercest for realistic goals, paradoxically making them the most competitive. Most people will never be truly successful. And the thing is though, the pull towards mediocrity is just strong. As David Schwartz once penned, all around you is an environment that is trying to pull you down to second class street. Most people will never escape the pole. Much of the thinking around us is small-minded. Most people are overly concerned with beating the other guy, usually through manipulation and politics. As a result, they're left fighting for scraps with the other 99%. It doesn't have to be this way, though. A life of your deepest dreams is so, so right in front of you a hundred percent a hundred percent financial independence being your own boss traveling the world with your family whatever it's available if you know where to start so if any of this resonates with you i want you to really listen in on this interview because this podcast is so you can feel less alone in your entrepreneurial journey 
and today I'm here with Jonathan Grzbowski. He is a rogue risk taker turned entrepreneur and national thought leader in digital marketing and branding. He is the co-founder of Penji. Jonathan is also the host of a number one business podcast, The Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, where he helps business professionals that are temporarily blind in business to help them execute their vision. So without further ado, give a huge warm welcome to the one and only Jonathan Grabowski. Logan, it's an honor, and I am ready to go amped after they're hearing that amazing introduction uh, and all of those quotes. Uh, if that doesn't jack you up uh, and get you excited, I don't know what else will. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I know. I am so happy I pulled those together, and I just I have been writing uh, and reflecting a lot, and this sort of life that some entrepreneurs slash artists, you know, people that are living that, 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 uh, lifestyle where, where they're not always surrounded by people, you know, they are kind of alone and, and a lot of it's, um, being able to sacrifice, um, the popularity, uh, and, and the fun for doing what they really believe in. And so, um, yeah, man. And your story, like, I want to get into that. And, and really the mission of this show is to feel, make someone feel less alone, you know, and, and to also uh, really define what it is to scratch your own itch, which to me is, is solving a big problem that you have with yourself or, or you see in the community. And by doing so, you're doing it for them and others. And, and so how have you gotten to where you are today by scratching your own itch? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that it's been a lot of failure failure and uh and and success when success was needed the most um yeah i think looking back at my i guess uh young career of business and entrepreneurship has always been trying to find the right opportunity that made the most sense for myself and for the people around me um we started as an agency uh, well let me just start by by, by penji penji is a uh, on-demand design membership um, where we offer unlimited graphic design to businesses, to startups, to agencies, um, to internal marketing teams, and also the print-on-demand community. And um, we found it relatively by by luck, by chance, but it turned into something so much greater than we ever anticipated. Um, and we were an agency, I'd say, several years back, and we were you know, doing design work and we were doing development work and just like that full service agency that I'm sure a lot of people, um, you know, maybe listening have an agency, uh, or maybe they are looking to start one. And for us, we were just, you know, not, not great at it. Um, anytime that you can run a service-based organization and, and not necessarily care about the service aspect of it because you're servicing people, um, that's just a bad way to do business. And so for us, we created this tool in the in the in the middle of all of this, and we created this tool in order to help us manage our design projects more. Because as you get, whether you run a podcast or whether you run a business, uh, whether you run whether you do both, there are, is always a need for design. There's always a need for content. You always need that form of of content. So how can you? get it done for you on a, on a timely matter, but still be able to manage it all without having to go through countless emails, um, email chains, et cetera. And that's kind of like where Penji came in. We realized that after we created, we we're like, holy crap, you know, this is something that, that a lot of people can, can, um, it'll solve a huge problem 
that a lot of businesses, entrepreneurs have. Um, and so that's kind of like where we are today, growing, um, growing rapidly. And, and there's a lot of success even along there, but there's a, a heck of a lot of failure as well. Um, and so I say that's just the fundamental of, of how I started and how we came to where we are today. Hey friends, so let me ask you real quick. Are you someone who's trying to get more visibility? Who's trying to be in front of the crowd? Well, if that's you, I want to let you know that first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, if you want to get on more podcasts or ones that actually scratch your own itch, meaning maybe you have a book or a business or maybe you do speaking, or if you don't yet do speaking, maybe you can, and maybe you'd love to. Well, I put something together for you. And in this little giveaway, I'm going to show you how to pitch yourself or podcast and how to actually be professional when you show up so you can be the next authority in your niche. So you can start scratching your own itch. I know what it's like to build something, create something, and then there just be crickets. No one wants that. You need to be seen. You need to be heard because you have a message to share, a message that is worthy of hearing. Podcasts nowadays, more than ever, are being consumed by people. And guess who's actually learning the knowledge that's being shared? It's podcast listeners. It gives you a license to be an authority in whatever area you really dream of being an authority in. So if this at all starts to give you a little itch to scratch, just email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. Wow, yeah, like, jeez, uh, I, I think that it's so cool, though, that you found something that um, was just required. More companies need artistic design. More companies need something that stands out, you know, and I, I often say this quote a lot in the show, if you listen, um, only is better than best. There mm-hmm. is no competition mm-hmm. when when you're the only person who does that kind of work, you know, and so, like, uh, I think Yapenji kind of capitalized on that. When you you guys are very niche in that sort of like having a subscription based business, which is really cool. Uh, and so, how did you come up with that idea, by the way? Like, or did you did you um, uh, just kind of go? This is this is the only way to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we grew our agency relatively uh, fast. Uh, our original agency, um, we, we we've had it for about five years, and so we created a variation of Penji um, while we were in the agency world, and it was just trying to find a way to streamline communication with our current clients, and trying to find a way to streamline our internal process. Because if you run an agency, or if you ever have done graphic work before ever, you know that when you're working with your freelancer, when you're working with your employee, um, things are sent via Slack, things are sent via 
email. Things are sent via Facebook message or whatever form of media that you have. But there's really no streamlined communication in order for you to see what you did, say, six months or so ago. Um, so maybe you design something and um, you have to optimize Trello, for example, or Asana to the best of your ability in order to organize all the things that were done. So if you're able to go back in time and be able to say like, hey, we did this uh, last Christmas, um, we did this card last Christmas, um, and we want to redesign something very similar based off of that, that's really powerful because you know what not to do or you know what worked for you in the past. Or maybe there's a, an ad, for example, um, that you know did really well, but you can't necessarily find the PSD file uh, and it's lost because you can't, uh, you, you can't track emails or whatever it may be. Um, we kind of find a way, we found a way to centralize communication uh, directly on Penji so you can communicate with your designer. You can go back in time to see what was done for you. Um, and it's just a really easy way to, to manage and be more efficient throughout the, the entire design and creative process. And that's the biggest thing that we're trying to solve is, is the way that you received a design and the way that you talk to designers in the past. We want to completely change the, the way that you go about in doing that. Um, on a more fun note, I can say that the idea was actually generated on a trip to Vietnam. Um, I've been to Vietnam twice now, and we have um, members, team members there in, in Vietnam. And Vietnam is a very special place to me because it's that one place in the world where I can kind of just dump all my problems. I can figure out what my, scratch my own itch, so to speak, and figure out what is going on internally with me and then leave it all there in the country. Come back to the United States as a new man. Um, and so it started, you know, technically, although it started months and months before that, uh, it technically generated the idea directly in, 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 a, in an island in Vietnam. Wow, man. Uh, I just, I, I think that it's so cool, the, 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 the unfolding of it, and you just following your sort of, uh, you know, what the universe is telling you at the time. Uh, and, and you're, you're just going with it. And I want to kind of like shift gears because I see you on all these other podcasts now and I see you on other Facebook lives. And how do you uh, decide um, how much sort of like work you should be doing inside your business and then work you should be doing outside of your business where you're like sort of like promoting it and, yeah. and getting it out there? Because I think that um, there's, a, there's a, a, you know, a great a great thing that I uh, often remind myself that you can, you can write the best book in the world, right? And, and mm -hmm. if no one knows about it, then it's kind of a worthless book. You can mm -hmm. have the best company in the world, but if no one knows about it, then it's kind of, so what's, what's more important to you at this moment? Um, I, I think that's a really, I mean, it's a great question, but it's a very complex, um, there's a complex answer to it. I think fundamentally it comes down to your systems and your processes and your procedures. Because if you don't have a good system, if you don't have a good process in order to, um, you know, I, I would say prospect for um, uh, new podcast opportunities, or if you're not prospecting in order to get your name out there, then what are you really doing for the business? You could focus on on the, the internal process in order to scale, but you also need to get the word out there in the meantime. So for me, 
I, I take certain periods of the day, uh, certain periods of the week, excuse me, and I just jot down like, hey, I'm, my goal this week is to get five podcast opportunities. And I say that out loud to our team. We have over 30 people here. And so every single person that knows they, they have an idea of what needs to be done every single day they come into work. So, and, and I think just being able to use that to your advantage um, is also really important because um, using other people's strengths can, you can leverage that and get your name out there even further, get your businesses out there. So I'd say it's a long-winded answer, but I think what it comes down to is having the right process, procedure, and you have to be prepared in order to to allocate the right time. There isn't like a 60-40 or like number, so to speak. Um, you just kind of had to put feelers out there and say like, hey, this is what I do and this is my story. So going back to something else you might want to consider is you have to understand yourself. You have to know your story. You have to know what resonates with people. Um, for me, I, I feel like, and I'm still learning, um, so I'm not like you know good at it by any means, but I know what, I know how to, what people are, are interested in. I know why, um, I know the stories to tell people because that's what they get the most value out of. You know, the people don't necessarily want to hear, um, you know, the success stories of like what you're doing once you're successful. They want to know how you became the person that you are today. And I wouldn't say I'm successful by any stretch of the imagination, but I can say that there are a lot of things that we are doing really, really well. And so being able to share that and be able to tell people how we did it, I think is incredibly important. Um, and it resonates with people. So it's just a matter of like knowing yourself, finding a good story that isn't necessarily bragging about yourself, but more so helping others in order to achieve their dreams. Because the minute that you're able to help them achieve somebody else achieve their dreams and give them a nugget of information, um, more, the, it'll be more likely for them to um, react by helping you achieve yours. So if somebody's listening right now and they get a lot of value from what it is that I'm saying, there's a strong opportunity that even if your audience is of one um, and it's just you, you know, interviewing me, for example, um, we hope that – I hope that we could – have a good relationship because I'm providing value to you. Uh, and I'm also you know, providing to a, an audience, even if your audience was a million. And, and so if you do it over time, right, if you talk to your audience in the span of say, uh, 10 podcasts, right. And each podcast has on average 250, uh, 250, uh, people, uh, like the audience of 250, you know, that audience has now grown to over 2,500 people. So now 20, 500 know exactly who I am. They know exactly what I do and they know what I stand for. And so if you just continue to do that and you're cognizant of like these podcasts, you know, it's always great to get on the Tim Ferriss show. It's always great to get on, um, you know, whatever other, the, um, JLD, uh, entrepreneur on fire, but those are like home runs, you know, like you can't, you can't go for that one podcast in anticipation that they're going to say yes and all your problems are solved because that's not the case at all. But if you can get on uh, 10 to 100 other smaller podcasts, no offense, Logan, um, but just podcasts in general that don't have that that clout, 
um, you can still make a lot of progress, if not more progress for your business, just by focusing on people that, um, that, you know, can get value off of your story. Yeah. And that's the thing, actually, when I listen to a lot of podcasts and and I'm not speaking for everybody, but I know for a fact that when you actually listen to a podcast that has a smaller audience, um, like I have one that I love to death, Mind Pump, and they also have a Facebook form on that where I write in, and I'm not joking you, the amount of engagement inside that form is enormous. You go yeah. on these other Facebook groups like ClickFunnels and, and uh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, referrals and, and podcast uh, junkies. I'm just making stuff up now. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. But there's like, you know, people will post a question and there will be like five likes or like, mm-hmm maybe two two people commenting and, and and mind pump though has made a community where everybody on there is a super fan and mm-hmm. um i think that's so much more important because tim ferris and even joe rogan's podcast if you go on there you're like a you know uh, you're even if you're going on there and you're a shark dude sure. there's still there's still some giant fish out there that are probably bigger than you there's yeah. there's whales, you know, like that you're fighting against. And so I think it's the, the 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 main point is to create the conversation and mm-hmm. to have a conversation that's enlightening. So like for I want to go into this kind of light and, and let's get a conversation going. Um, sure. What do, what do you think? Like, let's say like someone right now is like, you know, I really want to I want to I want to have a, 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 a business where I'm making six figures a year. But I also know that, you know, what I'm good at doesn't really align up with making a lot of money. What kind of advice would you give that person? Um, well, I think number one, the so I'm just going to use your exact example and what you gave me um, because that's, that's all I know. So I'm not nitpicking, but I just want to base off of what it is that you say. So if your first thing ever say out loud or to somebody else uh, is that I want to make six figures. Um, I think number one, you're just going to be chasing money and you're going to be chasing money for a really long time. Uh, I know this because that's exactly why our agency failed is because we were chasing money. Oh, we just need that one contract. Oh, we just need that one thing in order to put us over the hump and we're good. And the fact of the matter is, is once you get it, you're still not going to feel, you're not going to feel fulfilled. So what I would say, and this is just my, my story, is you have to find a large enough problem that you know you're confident in fixing, right? So I know we talked a little bit off air that you, that you uh, are, uh, is it you currently are or you were an actor? Yeah, were, were. Were? Okay, so like if it's acting, you know you're really good at acting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you know that your strengths, you know your weaknesses, and if you know, even though it may not make the most amount of money, it's something that you're really passionate about, and it's something that you know that you can solve the problem is. Then you have to be able to have the patience in order to uh, create a, a proper solution, in order to see that that solution come to fruition. It might take a year, it might take six months, it might take it might take ten years in order to do it. But if you're constantly fo- solving problems. And less about finding the money and chasing the money. Personally, I think the problems will. Personally, I think your financial freedom will come much quicker by doing that. Um, it's just like a, excuse me, a shift of focus. You have to be able to focus 
on the right things that make that that make the most sense and that move the needle forward. And it's not necessarily always about getting the next sale. It's not always about making that 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 next transaction. Um, the minute that I personally stopped thinking about money um, was the minute that I became free. You know, not necessarily financially free, but just mindfully free because I'm not thinking about it as much. What I'm trying to do is think about how can we make the company stronger? How can we make the company better? How can we provide a great opportunity to uh, the team members that are that are here uh, at Penji? Um, all these things come to mind first. And then, you know, of course, sales and everything like that is always front of mind. So it's never that I'm not thinking about sales, but I'm not thinking to myself like, oh, I have to make $100,000 or a million dollars. That to me is a very toxic way of thinking. But if you can think to yourself, like here's a, an alternate way to think about money, but not necessarily think about six figures. How can I help? Let's just say your ticket item is $5,000. How can I help, um, you know, 12 people? Um, how can I help 12 people with better acting? So I'm just, again, using a crazy weird example, but how can I help 12 people achieve, um, um, actor freedom in order to get them the next position or in the next role for their, for the, for their career? Um, and you know, in your head that it takes 12 people to do it because your price point is, is five, uh, 5,000. Um, then that's a, that's a pretty good goal to say that you're going to be, uh, making $60,000 for the year. So, I mean, I, I would just go the route of helping people first, because by you helping people, by you providing good content, by you providing, um, a relatively, uh, good service that can stand a test of time and is proven, um, it's going to grow. It may not be, again, exponential growth, but you might be able to achieve that financial freedom or that $100,000 or a million dollars that you want. Um, you might be able to achieve it faster just by changing your philosophy and your your, your way of thinking. Wow. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. I would so appreciate it if you took some time to hit the subscribe button. I really want to just honestly live and give. Why? Because I was told when I was young that if you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is by lifting someone up again. So in an effort to make someone feel less alone, please hit the subscribe button so the podcast has a better chance of being found and making someone feel less alone. And if you're feeling down, hey, it can help you. Know that by hitting that subscribe button, you just did someone a huge favor. So thank you for hitting that subscribe button. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have to point out real quick that uh, you talked about how money kind of started to come in more when you stopped worrying about it or when you started, like, really working on your business. And, and maybe it didn't, like, you know, <laughs> like the floodgates of money started falling down. Sure. But but it uh, I think it re-centers of why you're doing what you're doing. And I want yeah. really to, anyone who's listening right now to really take that in because I listen to a lot of podcasts and other people say like, yeah, when I stopped focusing on money, like all of a sudden it started coming in. Um, when you focus on making a difference, the dollar does come in. And I want people to really like believe in that because if you don't, your beliefs are very limited. And I know for a fact that whenever I just do good work, 
that to me is so more meaningful than making a hundred dollars, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. It just like, and it's such, I mean, it's such a, it's, it's, I think it's really, um, hard, hard world to live in if you're only thinking about money. Um, Yeah. Well, well, can I give you, can I give you like the, the, the way that helped us to unlock financial I mean, again, I don't want to use financial freedom because we're nowhere near the goals that we've set ourselves out for. Um, and we have very, very aggressive goals. But the the minute that – so I'll, I'll give you a good example. We were trying to get press for every business that we've ever got into, right? every business we ever started. Um, and – we were very, I would say, moderately successful. Maybe in the very beginning we were successful because we were much younger. I mean, I'm 29, but um, we were younger at the time, and very rarely did we ever get impressed. The minute that you you do something, you solve a large enough problem, the minute that you help other people is the minute the press and the minute that other businesses start following and finding you. So we launched a campaign called Camden Unlimited, which was a nonprofit initiative that we will soon be launching again that helps organizations, um, nonprofits in particular, with all of their graphic design needs. And we offer it to them at a heavily discounted price. Now, people would say that like, you're crazy for coming up with this and doing this. And by, any, by no means is this like a marketing ploy in order for us to get customers and exposure. This is us just trying to set an example and, uh, and trying to let other people know that you, you have to give back to your community in order for, for you to just you know, be, be free. You have to continue to help people. And so we chose about like 25 to 50 um, start, uh, excuse me, not startups, um, uh, nonprofits that we helped. And because we were able to help these people and give a very fair well, very insanely low price, um, the minute that the, the nonprofits wanted to help us in return. And we made a, a point that we are never going to ask directly. We would hope that you can introduce us to other people just by us being able to help you and share your experience and give us testimonials. And, and, uh, and, and just like if you like any of our stuff on Facebook, just tell us, share it with your friends. And just that simple ask and not necessarily asking for anything in return monetarily, like money-wise, and just asking like, hey, if you just like our stuff, if you, if you like what we post on social media, just give it a like or tag us if you ever if anybody comes to mind when they say, I need a designer or whatever it may be. The, 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 what it unlocked from just that simple little task, the simple little idea um, – allowed us so many strong connections. So many people were interested in what it is that we were doing. They were intrigued. We gained a, a group of customers that people actually um, you know, wanted to talk to us about and make our product and our service better. And then from there, the, the way our net worth, so our network worth was so much more valuable because people genuinely had to care about who we are. And, and so like, that's how, what worked really well for us. Um, what could work well for you is something completely different and you just need to be able to figure it out. But you know, that's something that I would recommend is, is finding a way to give back. Maybe just don't even ask, but just give back, you know, 100, 
and 10% fundamentally just give and never ask for anything in return. And then you'll actually see if, um, if something can, can come out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but at one point, uh, when does it become, and, and you know, we're, we're running down on time, so I want to I wanna try to be quick with this, but when does it become a point of, of stopping a charity case and start actually being a service? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to get a certain point in time where you have a, a group of customers, right? Um, and you have to be able to ask, you have to be able to talk to them and get the feedback. And if they're not helping helping you by creating a better product or better service or whatever it may be, like if you just give away the service and not necessarily talk to them and you're just giving it away and you're not getting on phone calls with them, they don't know you by name, um, you're just saying like, hey, I'll do you a solid Um you know, I think that that could be detrimental to your business because you still have to think about the bottom line and you also have to be at a place where you can give back and take that that risk. So it is a risk. I don't want to say it's going to solve your problems, um, but there needs to be a balance, right? Um, you need to be talking to the right people. You need to be able to... Um, you know, take on the free work that you know those people might be able to uh, have the network that could that they can introduce you to. And I think fundamentally, the last thing is you have to ask too. You know, you have to ask them for that for that uh, share or that like or that introduction. You know, you never want to ask. We set the goal that we fundamentally don't want to ask them for any money, but we will ask them. Say, hey, could you make us an introduction to a friend if they need it? And so if you're not asking, then you're never going to receive. I love it. I love it. And I think that um, I want to point out like a solid connection with someone or maybe a, um, a testimonial review. Like that actually, if you don't look at it as like that's free, uh, that's actually, that is money. That is sure. totally money um, if you're very money mindset driven because um, some people I know are like I just know for a fact that that if you post something about money within a title there's like 15,000 likes on it or people like you know even in the online yeah, game I don't like, get that either <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't get it either but I'm very like I'm just heartfelt centered I guess and and it's hard for me to like but whenever I put for example anything about money in my titles for my podcast those stats skyrocket. It's like, yeah. it's weird. Um, but we're, we're living in that age right now where everything is based off of online. And mm-hmm. so people want to learn how they can have that, that sort of life. But anyways, I want to go into um, what I call uh, stretching the surface curiosity questions. So these are just 30 seconds or less sort of uh, answers. And the point of it is to make someone feel less alone and learn a little bit more about you and then uh, where more people can find you. And we were we already plugged your podcast in the very beginning. So, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully someone didn't just uh, listen to that part. Go, he's number one. Let me switch over to that one and didn't listen to this one. But um, <laughs> any, anyways, I'll uh, go to the first question, which is uh, if you could sit on a park bench with anyone for an hour, who would it be and why? I would say uh, I would talk to my past self um, and let them know the things that you need to work on so you don't have to make all the same mistakes that you did in the past. Um, That would probably be the, the first bet. If you're looking for like 
and answer like an actual person. No, dude, that works, man. I love okay. that. I don't want. I don't want anything else. That's amazing. That's perfect. Um, just because, it just uh, it's very important for anyone to go. Yeah, I would love to talk to myself five minutes. You know, five years ago. Um, yeah. I love that. I. Uh, how do you like to consume content? Blogs, podcasts, books, audiobooks, films. Um, yeah, so I would say anything that is curated is something that I always stress to consume. So this podcast, you did your due diligence to make sure that I'm not some schmuck that just, you know, isn't you know, BSing everybody. Um, you let me on your podcast because, again, you curated, you did your research, et cetera. So that's important. Um, when it comes to just consuming content, I, I find it very hard to consume just like basic blogs. Um, I usually use any form of video content or audio content because, again, if it's going through audio, it's curated. If it's going through video, it was edited. Um, most most blogs nowadays are a little bit harder to read because anybody could write an article about the 5, 10, 20 reasons why. Um but does that person really know what they're talking about? And that's up for debate. But when it comes to podcasts or when it comes to YouTube, you kind of have their sub account and you know, you have a general idea that they know what they're talking about. Dude, solid answer. I've never gotten an answer like that. So I love that. Um, it's a good point. I think I love podcasts because of just the um, rawness. You yeah, know, it's exactly. Like the, it's like the, the rawness and also the... You can be eating and, and, and that sort of like mindfulness of, of being in your food and also being with someone else and having that conversation and, sure. and, and then being able to talk about it later with someone that just uh, connects all the dots, you know, because there's, there's, um, there's that sort of like, yeah, you're taking in information, but you're also outputting it. Um, give us a glimpse of your uh, morning routine and just uh, realize that um, anybody that listens to this probably knows for a fact this isn't his morning routine every day but this is what he shoots for yeah so i can say i suck used to suck at morning routines i had a really hard time for a really long time to make it perfect um but i'm starting to wake up earlier every single day and so right now it's 7 a.m which isn't like you know, crazy early. But for me, it's pretty early because I like to optimize my time at night. But 7 a.m. is when I normally wake up. Um, and then I kind of just like meditate. And again, this is like such a cookie cutter answer because I'm sure everybody likes to, it's like that thing on social media, you only show people what you actually, um, you know, show them what you want to show. But this is actually a real life thing. Um, I, I try to wake up at seven. I try to, um, I try to meditate using Headspace. It's an app that I really love. Uh, and then I go to the gym in the morning and I'd say about like, that usually takes about eight to eight thirty, And so then I shower, I, uh, usually eat for the second time. I usually have some, something really light before the gym and eat like an actual breakfast, uh, start working somewhere around nine. Um, the rest of the team doesn't come in at 10. Uh, then I go from 10 to six, 10 to seven, six thirty, somewhere around that. Um, and then I kind of just take a couple of hours, uh, like an hour or two just for myself doing something, you know, fun, maybe watching something that's like relatively, uh, cool on YouTube. 
Um, and then I look at my notes. I have this really cheesy management overview document that I made. And I wish I could send it out, but it would literally give nobody any value other than myself because I made it for myself. Um, but I review the sheet at the end of the day in order to prepare myself for the next. And I probably should look at this on a weekly basis and in order to know everything that's happening on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, but I try to be as prepared as I possibly can and do my research, um, you know, ahead of time. And, and, and that's kind of like how I, I, I know you just said the morning, but that, that's my whole day. I'm very systematic. I'm very robotic, as you uh, as you could probably tell by my answer. No, I love it. I'm the same way, man. I, um, when there's certainty in someone's day, it allows you to really um, dig deep on, on on whatever you're working on, really. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. So um, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I, I there's a quote that I recently read that I just keep reminding myself. It's stuck in my brain, man. The, the man in the room with the most certainty is the most powerful man in the room, usually. Mm-hmm. So, like um, yeah, right. Uh, the next uh, thing I would love for you to recommend us is a podcast that you're really, really loving lately. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'd say like I haven't, I honestly haven't listened to a podcast in in a little bit of time. It's just more so like short stories of like, if that makes sense, like I'd say maybe like a crime one is something that I really, I can't even remember the name of it at this point in time, but, um, you know, this podcast, of course, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, I haven't listened to it. Like I haven't felt passionately about a really good podcast in a while. Um, and that's kind of a shame because I probably should, should be actively finding more, but I've been so into the game of working in the business or excuse me, on the business and in the business that I haven't necessarily had time to, to explore the podcast world. I can say the one thing that I've been obsessed with is, um, watching esports and learning about esports. Um, it's not podcast related, but you know, just watching people like the ninja, um, is, and, and, and how they, their content is so successful is really intriguing to me. So I'm just trying to study that at this moment. And this has no value whatsoever to my business, but I still think it's really cool just how they're able to monetize off of literally playing video games. Yeah, that's, uh, that is pretty wild. <laughs> it really gives definition to, um, doing what you love. Sure, <laughs> These absolutely. Guys. Um, so just the last two questions is, uh, what is one place, just one place specifically, that one go-to place that people can find you? Yeah, Penji.co. Um, Penji.co, www.penji.co, P-E-N-J-I.co. That is the one place. If you feel like there is some value here, if you like my what, what I believe in as a human being, um, I'd love for you to just reciprocate by sharing Penji with a friend or going on to Penji and be able to become a, a member of Penji yourself. Um, whatever is good for you, you you decide that, but that is the one place uh, that you should check out. Awesome. Sick, Jonathan. And the last question I'd love to ask is, um, I think that often a lot of us get stuck because we feel like we know all the answers, but we're not really asking ourselves the right quality questions. And so I'd love for you to leave the listener with a sort of self-inquisitive question. They can ask themselves throughout the day, 
you know, and maybe set a timer even there in their phone, like a reminder, like alert every two hours. When this alert goes off, they can now have this question pop up in their head and it'll hopefully move them forward. Sure. So I'll give you exactly what I do and I'll read it verbatim. So I have a Slack bot that reminds me um, every single day at nine o'clock. And the first thing it tells me is to make an impact. Um, the second thing is create something remarkable. And the third thing is be more positive. Those are things that work really well for me. Um, and that happens every day at nine o'clock. So every day I look at it, I don't necessarily, every day I see it, I don't necessarily look at it every single day. But there are days where the notification pops up that I do spend a little bit more time on it than others, that I have that subtle reminder. Um, so that's that's a real life example. I literally read it right off of my Slack channel that I have up right in front of me. So um yeah, I, 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 that's what I have. So I can't necessarily tell you what you should have, but that, that's something, that constant reminder helps me. Yeah, 100%. Dude, I love it. It's not really ex- exactly questions, but it's a great reminder of like, yeah. you know, uh, I recently talked about personal philosophy and how someone, actually I talked about this on LinkedIn, you know, someone should develop their personal philosophy. And mine is to always be uh, compassionate, creative, and curious. And I think when, you know, Gandhi had a personal philosophy, you have a personal philosophy, Mother Teresa has a personal philosophy, but, um, hey, I just want to say, Jonathan, um, thank you so much for coming on. I want to like talk to you for another 14 hours. Uh, You're awesome, dude. I love what Penji's doing. And, um, yeah, I don't feel like this is the last time we're going to be talking for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever, if you can clip that last part where you put Mother Teresa, Gandhi, and my name all in one sentence and uh, pass that around to all of my ex-girlfriends, I think that, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, look, I really I really appreciate it, man. Um, you're, you're an awesome dude. I love watching your content. I've been uh, looking at your videos for some time now, and I think you're doing some really cool stuff. So kudos to you, and thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, that means the world to me. Um, well, gosh, thank you. Well, I guess we'll end it there, and we'll um, we'll talk to uh, each other on the other side. All right, man. See ya. You made it to the very end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with your host, Logan Tyler Nelson. To make it to the end? Gosh, that doesn't happen very much nowadays. I mean, especially with the constant distraction. So, I appreciate all of the efforts that you just took out of your day to make it to the end. And if you hit that subscribe button and leave a review, you would have no idea what that would mean to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to hit that subscribe button. And if you leave a review, check it out. Just screenshot it, send it to me, and I'd love to host your review out on the show. But don't ever forget, like I say, you matter and you're enough. Love is the main reason for how all this happened. Love for all my fans, love for all the shows. Got love for 
all my memories no matter where I go even if I'm out to nothing I know there's always something it's not a fitness test but it'll always